0: The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, Babylon, meaning in the Arcadian, gate of God, or more aptly, the Rastafarian, a contemptuous or dismissive term for aspects of society seen as degenerate. But for us, it's the name of the most underrated, underrepresented, underappreciated, and undervalued films of the modern era. I'm Riggs. I'm Andy. And this is the Film Addicts Podcast. hey friends and welcome back to the Filmatics podcast i'm here with addy what's going on babylon brother
1: oh i have just watched it three times in three years and three times since it's come out i am ready to fucking go
0: all right it's it, it, um three times
1: yeah i went in i that's went in again
0: that's a commitment yeah n- that's like
1: nine hours of my life
0: yeah that's amazing that's a whole work day um well, bless you. That's that's amazing. It is a really great film. Um, this is another bonus episode because we just wanted to focus on talking about uh, Babylon, the picture, um, as opposed to having this be one of the normal episodes with our nerd news and all that stuff um, and uh, and questions and whatnot. We will get back to our X-Men uh, episode to run next week. But for right now, we're talking about Babylon, written and directed by Damien Chazelle, the wonderful Damien Chazelle, uh, uh, uh wunderkind as he is, writer-director. Um, just supremely talented I rewatched whiplash uh, within the last couple of weeks spectacular spectacular motion picture um i, I don't even know where to start I, I will say what i said to you uh, addy and also what you know you you reposted my my letterboxd review if half the people who went and saw avatar 2 went and saw this it would have been a success and those people's lives would have been enriched um not, that's not me knocking Avatar 2 at all. Uh, if you love that, that's great. But I feel like you would find some stuff in here that would really...
1: Connect with you.
0: ...really jazz you. And I don't know why. Maybe it's the media surrounding it. Maybe it's the time. But people just aren't going to see this movie and I don't know why. Um, it really is a wonderful picture. It's not perfect. There's no perfect movies apart from Jaws um, and Ghostbusters. But there's some, it's a bit muddled in the middle sometimes and it ends a little bit weird as well. But we'll talk about that later on. Um, yeah, it's really, if you're not seeing this movie, in a in a cinema, you're missing the point. You're going, you're missing out. Yeah. You, you, uh, it'll be fine on streaming or whatever, I'm sure, but there's, there is an element of sitting in a cinema and watching it that you were going to lose. Um, uh, uh, if you don't do that, but I just want to talk to you, my friend, seen it three times. I only saw it the once, but h- how do you feel about it?
1: I feel a lot of things.
0: Well, can you can you talk about some of them because we're here on a podcast? <laughs> you
1: know what? I'm not going to do that this time. I'm I'm just going to sit. I'm just going to sit quietly and let you take over now.
0: <laughs> That's not okay. I've got a, I've got tea to drink. All right. Can oh, be, need, ca- be careful with you, mate? Mm. Yeah, we just recorded another episode, um, which you will have already heard, hopefully. And I accidentally got my my microphone for my headpiece in my tea. Um, okay, well, I'll ask you a question. then. What what is for me? Uh, this movie is everything I love about movies, um, and 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 not just in that it's it's beautifully shot. It's so well edited. The performances are fantastic. I don't think Margot Robbie's been better. Honestly, I think this is a stellar performance for her. Um, it's it's it sounds wonderful. The sound design and uh, but also it's about movies. It's about this movie making and 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 i fucking love that i i really love it when those when hollywood gets self-referential they do it a lot at the moment that's you've got this you've got the fablemans you've got um uh uh, what's the other one um empire of light that's coming out soon the new sam mendes picture um which is about uh uh, i think it's about a cinema yeah it's um, about a cinema uh, and also, uh, crimes of the future. Johnny was talking about it the other day in our group chat. Um, Johnny, our composer, everybody who does our theme music, which won't be on this episode, but our normal theme music. Um, and he was saying, "Crimes of the future," the David Cronenberg picture, is kind of a, you know about filmmaking as well. It's about you know uh, performance art and all that kind of shit um, in a very peculiar way. But there's cameras and stuff going on, so it's like all these filmmakers are like turning inward and going, "Why? Why is this?" what is this that I'm inexorably drawn to about movies and about cinema and making these things? Um, It just really really jazzed me up. So, for you, what jazzed you up about it?
1: Oh, the fact that I saw an elephant shit.
0: Okay, that happens in the first few minutes. Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen Babylon, you want to. It's, you know, we're not going to ruin the ending or anything, but, yeah, an elephant shits (laughs) all over someone's face.
1: In all seriousness, um... When I, when I watched uh, A Star Is Born in 2018, I knew that if I did anything with my life, it was to tell stories in any form, and in mm-hmm. any way. And this has inspired me to go back into that. Like, I, there's so much love that's put into this that that like I, I felt every single second of it. And I was fucking bawling my eyes out every single mm-hmm. time at the end of it. And uh, it is, it's a love letter to cinema. It's a love letter to movies. It's also its also Damien Chazelle being lost in this world of, let's say, yeah, lost in this world of franchise films and people not appreciating cinema and him yeah. creating something that drew, that drew him into and and, fought, and made him fall in love into movies. And he's That's trying true. to recapture that and he did for me. That's all I have to say. This is this is the reason. And that's the end of the
0: podcast. See you later. Yeah, No, all right,
1: bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I get. I, I totally get that, and I do think th- it is an answer to that in a lot of ways. You said, you know, the the the. Um, uh, sort of commercialization and the, the the business side of show business has taken over so much, and 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 you are getting these tentpole movies are the only thing they get any play. So much so that you know last year the AMC cinemas in in um, America, um, it's changed their price or tried to change their pricing system to include like um a premium titles. So if you want to go and see a movie that's you know art house or whatever, it costs you less than going to see the Batman, which is ridiculous. Like it's not. You can't do that. Um, they also now make you pay premium for different seating as well. But that's beside the point. Um, well, wasn't
1: that always the case? It's always been the case for me. Like,
0: Is that right? You've got to pay more money for better seats? Yeah.
1: Like in the it, cinema? Yeah, like it ranges from 100 bucks no
0: they- nah, i think that's fucked up i think that's yeah. super fucked up it, it is just, it should be it should be not designated seating i mean that kind of worked during COVID and everything but now it should be first in best dress i get there early and i get my good seat and fuck you all like it's this is you know whatever um but yeah i don't i don't think you should be charging extra money for you know where people choose to sit for different reasons like you might be you have to sit further back because you've got glasses or whatever but anyway talk about getting distracted again this movie is about excess. It is excess from the 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 jump, and I think people are confusing that because the 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 cold open of this film is half an hour long. Yeah. It's the opening party, and the opening party is insane. It is decadent and it is cartoonish. Not the same way that Elvis was cartoonish that that picture, but it is cartoonish in its excess. It is so over the top. It doesn't it doesn't accurately represent uh, the the nineteen twenties uh, at in all. Anyway. I mean, it was obviously debauchery and all that kind of stuff, but it's just so big and the performances are so big and everything's, you know, at stake all the time. It moves so quickly. It's so fast-paced. It's so driven by music. I think people are getting confused and thinking that it's supposed to represent reality when it doesn't. It's Damien Chazelle saying, this is, this is what it feels like to be making movies at the moment. It is fucking noise. And then you have these wonderful moments where, and if you've ever been on set, any of my filmmaking buddies out there, you know, anybody who's ever worked in, in in the cinematic arts, the, the scene where, um, what's the lead, uh, um, character's name?
1: Um, Manny.
0: Manny. Um, Manny has to go and get the camera for the German director who is Spike Jones, which is fucking super cool. And they've got to get this one, shot at magic hour and and you know it's he's got to go there and he's goes to hire it but he's got to wait and then it's cutting back and forth from the set as you know tom uh, sorry um brad pitt's character is you know getting drunker and drunker and drunker and the, you know the war's going on and they're organizing it all and the battles downfield and then you know he's got to do the thing and they finally get the camera to the set and they the camera guy gets it and they set it up and they start cranking it and then brad pitt comes out and he's so drunk he has to be helped up the hill and he nearly vomits and then the camera goes on he he composes himself he acts he acts with the 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 coaster he walks up they kiss action you know background the background set comes in action effects the explosions go off all as the sun just drops down and then a butterfly lands on his shoulder if you've ever been in a situation where you had to get that one shot, that one perfect shot, and you get one chance to do it, and then something miraculous happens that isn't affected after, like it's not a post thing, it happens in the moment. Um, I there is no feeling like it, and 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 that's when the film had me, that's when it really got me. Like, I was digging it a lot, but then I was like, no, okay, I, I understand this movie. Um, I think it is him talking about how wonderful. Movies can be and still can be and how wonderful they were, but also how wonderful they weren't too. like people weren't treated very well back then and actors were under contract and, you know, writer directors weren't respected it was it was a it was show business, like I said, um, but even more so now now it's not business now it's brands and I don't think he's cool with that and it's the whole movie is him talking about that this poor character Manny gets, you know, turned around so much that he becomes obsessed with that brand and the brand is he's a producer he's a director it's not about i want to tell stories which is clearly what damien chazelle wants to do
1: and like it was it was like the first time the first time that brad pitt sent costume pictures i was like marvel that was the exact
0: thought Absolutely, fucking man yeah it's not it's subtle enough that if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. And you do need to pay attention to this movie because it moves at quite a clip. Um, and also, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this to find out if you should go and see it, do go and see it. But if like the story is basically, it's set over you know a period of years in the early 1900s. It's from in Hollywood
1: from first from first frame to last frame. It is 1929 to 1953. I think. Yeah. Sure but majority is like 29 to 30
0: yeah yeah and it follows this uh the character of manny um who's a hispanic gentleman who wants to be in the movies so he just he just you know it's it's all he wants to do he's so young and and, and filled with hope and joy and uh and he comes into uh, it comes into uh, contact with all these strange characters who are already in the Hollywood system and Margot Robbie, who's uh, uh, trying to be an actress and is just turning up to these parties and getting herself in. But it's it's a story of this guy and he's his charting his career as um, Hollywood changed so dramatically and, and, it, and is done for um, in much more light-hearted fashion in Singing in the Rain. The movement from... Uh, 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 Talking pictures from um uh, silent pictures to talkies or to sound, um and you know perfectly stated in the scene with Brad Pitt where he he's in his first talkie and he goes in and everyone's laughing at him. It's almost beat for beat the scene from Singing in the Rain. Um, th- that's kind of what it is. It's it's talking about the change how cinemas changed and again it's it's so and and fading star stardom as well is a huge part of it, especially after Margot Robbie's character gets famous but then continues to live this kind of Dangerous lifestyle that she has lived for, for before that, as well, and you know, getting out of her hometown kind of thing. Um, but it is, uh, yeah, it's about as a whole how movies were made then and how they're made now, and how those two things haven't changed so much that you can't see DNA there anymore. It's just that the, the screens have gotten bigger, is basically the thing. I hope that summed it up all right,
1: all right? So, we haven't like. Explicitly spoiled everything, so I, w- I want to do this one segment so we can we can do a non-spoiler review with like just two or three uh, sentences. Okay. Right. So you go.
0: What am I doing? Uh,
1: <laughs> Help! Help! Old man, lost in the woods. Uh, non-spoiler review.
0: Non-spoiler review. Like, what do I? What am I supposed to say? Give it a rating? Like, or?
1: Yeah, you, you kind of already said it. This is fucked up. Let's just move on.
0: No, that's fine. No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to tell people what it's about. I'm t- fine to talk about little scenes here and there, but as soon as you figure out the DNA, like if you know what it's about, you've seen the trailer. Um, uh, it, 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 you know, puts itself on front street pretty quickly, but there's so much going on there. I don't want to tell you any of the connecting threads because then you're going to lose something when you go and see it. Right. Or you're going to expect something that's not there.
1: Right. So here's the thing. Um, we're not doing non-spot review. That was bullshit. <laughs> When I what I fu- All right. abort,
0: abort. <laughs> abort!
1: My my first screening, um there were four people in the entire theater, including me. Oh,
0: that's depressing.
1: Three of them walked out in the first 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, that's that's fucking crazy, man. I mean, no judgment. You 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 know what you like, and if you don't if you don't like some stuff that happens at that side of that film, almost from the jump I, I totally get it. If it makes you uncomfortable, that's cool. But
1: you,
0: you got to wait it out, folks. Like, it, it, it starts hard like that for a reason.
1: And, like, while you were saying uh, all of it, like, this, the thing that really struck me is that it's like going to the movies. Like, the first 30 minutes of, like, going to the movies. It's like, mm. holy shit, this is an event. I'm going to take all my friends, all my family, and we're going to sit down. We're going to have such a good time. And, and then the movie starts. And then like 30 minutes in you're like you down the hype and you just absorbed in the movie mm. and like those 30 minutes are like the entirety of the trailer the thing is that's all there is <laughs> there's there's no yeah. there's no fucking cocaine and orgies all over the place it's just that it's just that 30 minutes and those 30 minutes are really fucking important for those two characters especially
0: oh absolutely it's at the first meeting of, of manny and um uh, what's her name?
1: Nellie Leroy.
0: Yes. What is it again? <laughs> Nellie
1: Leroy.
0: Leroy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're also introduced to, to Brad Pitt's character having a Barney with his, um, with his current wife who he goes through a few in the picture, but, um, who was Olivia Wilde for anyone who missed? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She was in it for a hot second. Um, but yeah, that 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 party, and then as soon as you get Babylon, the title, we're in a different movie. Oh, like yeah. there is other stuff that kind of alludes to that, and there is drug use and and and, and whatnot. But it becomes about these people uh, wanting so desperately for the life that they feel that they should be leading to be one thing, and for it, be- and then it becoming something completely different once they get into it. Like as soon as they go to Sound, that scene where because. Margot Robbie's character becomes like super famous. Uh, she goes into um, this this uh, uh, thing where she's supposed to be, you know, a, a bar wench, and I'm using quotation marks because it's a word they use, not me. Um, and she goes in and she's supposed to interact with all these men, and it's a silent picture, and she's being directed by a, a woman, which is really interesting because it probably wouldn't have been so much the case in those times. But anyway, that's a nice little detour. Um, and all of a sudden, they discover that this woman is is remarkable. She can cry on cue. She can, oh, you want one tier two. Do you want it right then? Oh, we're going to push in on you and then do the tier. And she becomes this amazing actress. Um, and then sound comes in and there's a scene where they're trying to get it right for sound. Oh, she's too loud. She's not hitting a mark. I need to recalibrate the mics. Someone keeps coming in the room, blah, 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 blah. And this assistant director, or this, or this AD or whoever he is, or, or, or PA rather, or, you know, a personal assistant, whatever it is a or, or second, second, um, he <laughs> he just keeps getting he's loses his mind more and more and more and more until he finally snaps and goes don't you fucking fucking talk to me. anybody the next <laughs> person talks i will shit on you i will shit on you i will shit in your mouth i was crying with laughter just at the because i know that guy like i've worked on set with that guy before and my, and um, my fiance was there with me and she said it about the film too she goes I, I can't believe that was three hours. It just went by so fast. She was so engrossed in what was going on. Um, you don't even feel the time. But yeah. she's like, yeah, I know guys like that. Like, <laughs> I've worked in theatre with guys like that before. Um, yeah, just just spectacular.
1: And that's exactly how I felt. Like, the fact that they kneel the fucking shot and then the guy dies,
0: the cameraman. Mm. Yeah, because in the olden days... In the olden days? In the old times. Well, it's... The cameras it's, were in a box. It's like... It's all. It's almost 100 years now. It was almost 100 years <laughs> yeah. ago, yeah. Um, because of the camera, the whirring of the camera, like the, the, the film going through the actual, like going past the, I nearly said sensor then, but it's not being exposed and going through the reel was quite loud. And then when they were getting sound in, they hadn't worked out omnidirectional mics and sensitivities and how to soundproof and all that kind of stuff and how to do post-production on sound. It was just about capturing it. So the camera guy had to be in this box and there was no air conditioning on because it was so uh, uh, so sensitive, these microphones, to, to picking up the sound. And this guy fucking passes away. And there's the other guy on the fucking field in the battle scene at the beginning gets speared. And they were like, ah, he was a drunk anyway. Yeah. Or oh, he drank a lot. It's like, hang on a second. Being an alcoholic and getting speared are two very different ways to die.
1: <laughs> Where he was bought so you can have your cake
0: yeah that's right yeah i I used to drink a lot too but i've never been in any like spear danger as far as i'm aware of you know could be wrong though Could be people outside my house with spears right now i don't know
1: well you didn't work on a brad pitt production so we don't know
0: that's yeah i didn't work on the movie troy he's delicious in that have you seen troy my god what a golden snack he should have played for
1: fucking hell yes the thing is like Back in the day I, I watched i watched this film and then i i said to myself can i pick one film in the past 20 years where brad pitt didn't show up to actually do a fucking job mm. i can't pick one
0: oh, you mean where he phoned it in
1: yeah like can you like is there a film where you where you can say in the past 20 years that he phoned it in that he wasn't like 100 percent
0: there Maybe the maybe a couple of those Oceans Eleven sequels, Oceans Twelve, Oceans Thirteen, Oceans Fourteen, whatever. But it, like he he does because he he fought so hard and so long to not be the pretty boy, um, you know, not to be typecast as because he was in um, Cool World and Thelma and Louise and stuff and as this kind of like snack, and then he was like, no, I'm going to do fucking Twelve Monkeys where I'm an absolutely insane person who's all scarred up and shit. Like he stopped. He stopped doing that, you know, he stopped being a heartthrob. That wasn't until later. Like he that that was what he was branded, but it was never his brand. You know, look at Fight Club for crying out loud.
1: He made psychopaths cool.
0: He did. He made <laughs> him and him and um uh, uh, Christian Bale. Uh, um, Christian Bale in um, American Psycho. He's great in this though. I, I think uh, as a person who's been in hollywood a long time and and won an oscar and and been through all sorts of stuff and and you know he, he really said when he won the like it was it might have been a golden globe i think for um for his performance in once upon a time in hollywood and he was like i understood this guy he's a guy who smokes marijuana takes his shirt off and rouse with his wife like it was just he has such a great disposition as far as um you know the job is concerned but he's he's close to 60 now um and he and, I think he understood. Yeah. Uh, what's the character's name?
1: Um, it was
0: Conrad, Jack Conrad. Jack
1: Conrad. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Brad Pitt's name is Jack Conrad in this picture. Is what we were looking up there. Um, I think he understood Jack Conrad, maybe not to the extreme that of what ends up happening to him. Um, but being a person whose relevance becomes less and less because of age, which is, which is bizarre. It probably happens to female actors like more than does male um you know this this the the your currency runs out quicker as you like the older you get in in hollywood and then older men kind of move into those stately roles and women kind of often get forgotten you know this isn't always true but i'm just saying as a rule there is a you know a strange uh, uh sexist nature in that and 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 I think Margot Robbie's a good example of that in, in her character in this picture because she hits that wall a lot quicker than everybody else because she becomes unreliable. Um and yet the
1: the the word that Damien Shazel described her character was uh, destructive, that everything she touches just runs out of battery so quickly because she is just a hundred percent in on everything, and then that the energy just runs out on her as well.
0: Yeah and so, so desperate to not be who she is and where she's from, uh, so desperate to reinvent herself um, and and try everything and do everything. And it's like Manny says, he's like, I want to do something that lasts. And she's like, yes, that's it. And she holds on to that the entire picture um, and kind of, and does, she's, she's like a, she corrupts the things that are around her and she doesn't mean to do it. It's not done mean spiritedly. Um, she just sort of doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to function as the person that she is in this world. It's like the scene where she gets taken to that, um, you know, the the hoity-toity dinner, and she's kind of trying to rebrand herself yeah. in 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 the in, in the talkies times as being this kind of like eloquent and, and and affluent young Hollywood starlet, and has to change her voice and all that stuff. And she's like, "Fuck this noise! I'm I, I want to be who I am." Like that's totally understandable but it's her her currency runs out at, at, in that very scene you know
1: like there was an interview where um like as much as this is like a piece about you know the current state of cinema or the or the state that cinema was in, i think this film is a love letter to cinema and is going to be that for the next generation the next 200 100 years man like mm. Because it's a commentary on what those times were where where we have originated from, or at least the world that makes movies now. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a it shows a world where there was no control over anything and then shows the transition where it goes from just outright chaos to managed chaos to just business.
0: Yep.
1: And it's going to be more relevant as the years go by. Um, Margot was uh, in an interview and she said that she wants this character to be her legacy. And I was so on board with that. I was like, this is it. Like, everyone in this film just knew what they were doing. And it's because Damien Chazelle, like, have you seen La La Land? I haven't. Okay, someone will spoil it. But... <laughs>
0: It's okay. I know most of the story. It's fine.
1: I won't. Spo- if it's
0: important to what you're saying,
1: I, will, I won't spoil it. I'll try to work around it. But like, La La Land is also about this. Uh, it's also about getting into movies, but it's a musical, and it's about falling in love with your dream while falling out of love with a person you love. Okay. And this film contradicts that with falling in love with a person and falling out of. The falling out of love with the dream that you had and then at the end of it manny falls in love with movies again
0: yeah yeah and it's interesting you say um you know the way the business changes and and how it's going to be more relevant that scene is a perfect example where he goes to the head of the studio um you know towards the end of the picture and he's an older man and and uh, he goes there and and the security card security guard comes up to him Whereas before it was like you could sneak into a Hollywood party without any problems, or you could end up at a geek show, you know, underground somewhere. Oh my gang-
1: God! That, Jesus! Yeah. That sequence. Let's
0: let's just have a quick chat about that, uh, folks. There is a what I would call a cameo by um, Toby McGuire in this, and he plays a, a
1: he plays a gangster basically,
0: gangster drug dealer kind of guy, and 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 um. Uh, who Manny has to pay off, uh, because um, uh, you know Margot's got a, a, a drug problem that he's trying to help her with because he he loves her desperately, and give it up for that character, that actor as well. Do we? I'm uh, not sure of the actor's name. Sorry, I've never De- seen
1: anything else. Diego Calva. He. This whole film was robbed by fucking the critics and review bombers, but uh, the the actor's name is uh, Diego Calva. Diego
0: Calva. Yeah. Sp- spectacular performance from from you know especially from someone who isn't that young like this is this should be the male ingenue this should be the if that's a thing but it should be um the wide-eyed kid but he's not he's a he's a man and he uh, uh uh expresses himself very well at the beginning and and you know there's no like the learning curve is only in as much as he doesn't understand these people yet. It's not about himself. Like he understands himself very well. This is my dream. I'm going after it and nothing will get in my way. And then when he does get what he wants, like that's sometimes what happens. We, 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 we pine for the things that we lost. And then when we get the things that we thought we wanted, we, we, they're not enough. Um, and I think that's absolutely what happens, but give it up for him. Um, and he goes to this, you know drug dealer's house and tobe Maguire is very strange and creepy and 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 drug fucked and uh pitches him a bunch of movies or whatever which is very strange and then takes him to a geek show uh, under uh, like in a storm drain thing tunnel underneath los angeles and there's alligators and people doing some interesting sex stuff and it's kind of like a a much dirtier, more raunchy, more sweaty version of the sex scene, of uh, the um, orgy scene from Eyes Wide Shut, and then it's—he's like, I want to show you this person to, who, who's going to be in movies, and he takes him down there and shows him this huge hulking dude with a mask on who literally bites the heads off rats. Um, I know geeks are it's- like geek shows are, we do it's chickens, but yeah, he eats the yeah. rat hole, and and then and then that kind of just happens they realize that that you know that there shouldn't be there and they realize the money's fake and whatever and um then they get chased out and that's the end of that sequence you lift that section out of the movie and just have him have to go and pay off a drug dealer and it doesn't go well and they have to go on the run nothing changes that that part of the movie is absolutely cuttable like yeah i didn't need that it's actually one of the reasons I think I got it. I think it was a, a four out of four stars on letterbox. I gave it out of five half a star lost because of that sequence. I just didn't understand it. I didn't, I didn't think it was, I thought it changed the tone that the tone changes a few times in this picture. And that's totally fine. Like the snake fighting scene, for instance, which is fucking oh, great yeah. where Margot Robbie turns up to the party with a bunch of jocks who have to do her bidding all night for whatever reason, because they lost a poker game or lost some sort of game. Um, and, um, and then she's like, you know, her dad was going to fight a snake who's Eric Roberts, by the way, great actor. He passes out. She's like, I'm going to fight the fucking snake. And she's like, who's going to fight this snake for me? Who's going to fight? And she goes through all the, all the jocks and points at one. You fight? And he goes, oh, I don't wanna do and she goes, oh, you six foot fucking vagina. And <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. And then she gets into a punch on with a fucking rattlesnake that bites her and everyone's losing their minds. And, um, it, it's bizarre. But then the next step is this scene, the Toby Maguire scene, which is, it's from a different movie. Like that's out it of is. Mandy or something, you know? Like, like just fucking bizarre.
1: The, when I watched the trailer and I saw Toby Maguire, I honestly fucking thought he was doing Charlie Chaplin. That was the thing I went to. I was like, oh, he, oh, really? oh this is like the 1920s playing Charlie Chaplin because I'm a fucking idiot. I didn't know. Chaplin would have
0: been much younger than that. In yeah, the time, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he was like 30. It's like 33, 35, right?
0: At that in, point. In, in the 20s, yeah, I'll be. McGuire's got to be what 50?
1: Yeah, no, like Charlie Chaplin in the 30s. Oh, yeah, okay, I see
0: what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And that's what I thought. I was like, oh, here's a cameo playing Charlie Chaplin. There was no fucking way I would have mm, <laughs> known that.
0: Not even but a little bit.
1: You know what? I had the same exact feeling about that sequence. The more I watched the film, the more I've appreciated it because there's a film that from its get goes shows you that you can never be comfortable with it. It will always fucking punch you. The first fucking punch is the elephant right. shitting on you.
0: Yep, the great s- point.
1: The second punch <laughs> is a Hollywood producer getting pissed on by a prostitute mm-hmm. who is also an actress who then fucking dies.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry I screamed, but <laughs> Jesus.
0: No, no, that's fine. Jesus, I yell all the time. But you're right. That you've, you've said it, and I mean... It doesn't make me appreciate that sequence anymore, and I still think you could remove it and not lose anything. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, this movie does not let you settle at all. It, there is no, there is no downtime. There is no off time. You don't get any reprieve until the very, very end. Um, and even then, it's 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 scatological. Like it's it's very um a disjointed way to end your picture. Um, but yeah, it will. It grabs you by the throat. Like I love movies that do that. Like recently. And I, I said it in our previous episode, when we were talking about um, the new DC announcement and stuff like that. The shit that's getting me at the moment, like I said, Tar, Banshees of Inner and this, um, uh, 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 what was the other picture that I saw recently? Uh, yeah, Crimes of the Future, which I mentioned before. Like this is grab you by the throat cinema, stuff that just demands to be looked at as opposed to, you know... The sort of glossy fairy floss style cinematic experience that we've kind of all been having with the genres that have been popular in the last let's say 10 years um yeah Babylon demands your attention and if you don't have the 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 bandwidth for it you can't watch it like it's not gonna it's not gonna resonate with you at all it's just gonna seem like perhaps a lot of noise or um maybe mismanaged but it's not it's beautifully edited it is the correct time despite that silly scene in the fucking middle there um hollywood epics were that long back in the day they had intervals for crying out loud um god you know, indian they're... films have
1: always had intervals like every fucking film has an interval
0: yeah yeah what's the um I, I th- was it a rrr is not a not a um bollywood film it's a tollywood film isn't Yep. It? Um, but he yeah, has one of the craziest
1: into moments ever.
0: Oh really? Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Cause I can't, is it on Netflix or something? Someone told me to watch it on Netflix. Yeah, I find it. it is.
1: So the thing is, RRI is a Hollywood from and it, the original language is in Tamil. But, uh, in, in Netflix, it's in Hindi, which is the national language of India.
0: Right. And okay.
1: I've seen both versions. And people are sharing on it because people are sharing on Netflix because it has only in one uh, language. The thing is that language is spoken by ninety percent of the people in that country. That has like about thirty-five languages, and mm-hmm. that language changes every every mile that you go on.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So you watch any version of it, you still have fun. The thing is, you will have fun. But that's, yeah, all, that's That's all. That's it is. That's the big takeaway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean the the point is is that, that these these runtimes are not they are only unusual to a western audience. Absolutely. Uh, or to people who don't have the, the 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 patience for it or the bandwidth like I said um I love a long movie me like Lawrence of Arabia is what nearly 4 I went and saw that at the Asta recently. Um yeah that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all but you have to commit. And 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 maybe maybe that's maybe that's the test is is if you can't cope with those first 30 minutes maybe it isn't for you but it's you know i said before hold on and just wait maybe that's a mistake i don't know but i feel like you got to give this movie an hour at least like give it a chance um to surprise you and to and and to show you what it's going to be and also going with the mindset that you're you don't know what this is like you think you know what it is you think you're expecting it whether it's because of what you've heard social media or people talk about it in the media like regular media not social media and or if it's someone's talked to you about it or you've listened to this podcast even just go and kind of figure it out and 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 let it let it show you what it wants to be not what you you perceive it as
1: absolutely and uh, i don't know by by when this episode will come out, but it is on digital right now and the thing is what's that it's on digital right now.
0: Is it? Yeah. According to whom?
1: <laughs> it's so according to when. According to what? Like fucking a week ago, I think.
0: I'm fucking buying it this evening in four K, ladies and gentlemen. I, I have it in, 4K. I yeah, it in four K. I
1: watched it in four K. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, like it's it, that's another thing as well. Like it is beautiful.
1: Yeah, like you never get like you never get films where films shot on films. On on film,
0: Jesus. You no, know I got yeah yeah. It's shot on thirty five millimeter, right? Yeah, anamorphic lenses. as you anamorphic lenses used? Another great, you know, film came out in in twenty twenty two. It came out. Um, uh, sorry, it came out twenty twenty. No, it did come out twenty twenty two in Oof. the states. It came out on Boxing Day. So yeah, two great films in twenty twenty two. That and the Batman, uh, both um, not nominated for cinematography in uh, <laughs> you know the the Academy Awards. Both shot anamorphically. We got to go back to some of this stuff, guys. This, they're, they're traditions for a reason in a lot of places. I don't care if you shoot digital and and, and stuff like that, but start making good lens choice because it's 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 a it's a rare art these days.
1: Interesting that you would they use the word tradition because that's the thing that the academy has always been wrapped up in tradition. Right. Getting giving uh, awards to like, like predictable people.
0: Hmm. Like, do you think that that sorry go ahead
1: no uh, go ahead
0: do you think that looking at i mean we've talked about it before the 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 academy i i appreciate that people need to be recognized for their work um but the academy awards is a pageant and and it's and it's best dressed wins and that's not that's not how it should be um when you're judging pieces of art like this in my opinion I also think it's it's become farcical in 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 the way that it's promoted and and, and in the nature of the way that people engage with it is just yeah it's not for me anymore but i i i respect that it is important for at hollywood to 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 do that um do you think under different circumstances this film does better in in a time where you know i was talking about this movie, not like finding an audience, eventually like that, you know, it bombed at the cinema. Well, so did Fight Club, and and you know, so did a lot of movies that don't do well. That now have supreme cold followings, um, in an insane way. uh it would this do better in the '90s or in an early 2000s? Do you think it's something about right now that it just doesn't work? No, no,
1: I think it works perfectly. Do you know what's the problem here? The problem is another three-hour film with fucking blue people has been in theatres for the past two months and it has been taking up so much fucking screens, so much from so many fucking theatres. It was mm. so hard for me to find a theatre where this was playing. It was only two shows every fucking day and it's been in theatres only for two weeks.
0: Yeah, I had to go opening day to catch it and it's and it's it's starting to wind down now. They're only doing one showing a day or so. Um, yeah, and look, no... no Avatar is obviously it, it's it's hitting some sweet spots with people because it it's spent 8 weeks at the at number 1 position in the American box office making 10 to 15 million per week like it's not a surprise that it hit 2 billion and that's fine like if you like that movie that's that's fantastic but you can't ignore that there's other stuff going on like that can't be that can't be all it is because that only represents one type of filmmaking um, you know and we're probably guilty of this too in previous episodes of maybe a um, uh, uh, champaining too hard champaining, champaining, oh, champaining, champaining, okay. champagne, champagne. Champ-, champ those little tiny mushrooms. You know the ones, um,
1: cordyceps. No, <laughs> but, what? Using no. mushrooms,
0: champignons. Oh, okay, yeah. we've probably championed uh, the you know cinematic universes you know marvel and and dc a lot Um, and maybe we sound like hypocrites now but you know you, you you grow as a person and i'm starting to see like genres and and styles of filmmaking and filmmakers as well being underrepresented or misrepresented by what people now think in their heads is cinema it's like marty scorsese said you know these are these are theme park rides, and he's not wrong. Like, and it's okay. That's 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 kind of okay. I, I think in the past I've been like, oh come on, like you know that's not fair. It's in a cinema, it counts. Yeah, it absolutely does count. But it's a type. It is a sort of of, of storytelling. Whereas this is a different sort of storytelling, and you have to. Um, it can't be engaged with casually. Like you, you've got to really. And that's not to say that Avatar 2 is like that, because I haven't seen it, so I, I I don't know. Maybe it's very engaging. Maybe the themes are very, very strong. But, yeah, there's just... There is a little bit too much noise around this movie now for it to do the kind of business it needed it to do, and Avatar is, is absolutely one of those things. But anything that came out within that window would probably struggle.
1: Because we don't do the same things with the Marvel movies when they come out, because they go on for a month, and it's still to take up the most screenings. And, you know, Uh the French dispatch wasn't, wasn't able to come out here because, um what was it? I think it was Shang-Chi, which also was released in COVID times. It's still dim, like it still had the majority of the screenings and theaters and everything. I just, it's something that needs to change. Like you can't prefer one, one medium of story to the other, like it, at the least, you have to be like fucking balanced or equal.
0: Yeah, I I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that people kind of like what they like, and if this isn't if this isn't like I don't like Avatar. Hang on a second. Let me rephrase. I don't not like Avatar. I just don't have a relationship with Avatar because I don't. I didn't really care for the first one. Um, it, it looks amazing, and, and the second one looks even better than that. I, I saw it from the trailers. Um, but the story, there's no interest there for me. Um, I like my sci-fi a little different than that. And that's totally cool. If, if it's your number one, it's beautiful. Uh, so, I'm not engaging with certain stuff the way that people are looking at this and going, well, no, that's not for me. But you can't then talk about it and ignore it, like, actively because of the way that it has been... Perceived by other people. You need to make up your own mind. If you have a, a, a passing curiosity about Babylon, see it. Um, but if you've seen it, the trailer, and, and it doesn't look like it's for you, that's okay too. Um, yeah, I just, maybe I'm contradicting myself this episode. I don't know. I just, I, I feel strongly about people seeing it, but also strongly about people making up their own minds about whether or not they want to see it. So it's hard.
1: Yeah, I think that's okay. But like, the main thing to get out of this is that to get. To get people to watch it. Watch the trailer. And if, if it, like you said, if it's not for you, then then maybe don't go to the cinema to watch it. But at least, like, this is something you need to watch once in your life. No, yeah,
0: okay. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. N-
1: no matter where it is and how you watch it, if it's on your phone, your laptop, your TV, or, or on the theater, just watch it once. Because it's something that, that has the power to move a lot of people. And it's not getting the amount of attention that it deserves.
0: Mm, yeah, I agree with that. And
1: the appreciation. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that it's nominated for three Oscars. I'm also sure it's not going to win any of them.
0: Probably not. No, I mean it's what is it? Editing.
1: It's uh, it's editing sound. Costume. De- it's edit- no, it's costume, sound design, and uh, score.
0: Well, I mean the score's outrageous um and 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 I, I you know i don't want to go into it too much more but there is a particular character who is responsible for a bunch of that who stays so pure throughout that story it's beautiful he's it's it's almost a side character but it's such an important thread um and you know who i'm talking about Addie, uh, uh the trumpet player um that is that is the the only like if everything else on that is, is like a heart monitor like it's just up and down up and up up and down that character is a straight line through all of that and you 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 track him as he deals with almost everything that they're dealing with as well on top of, you know, what he deals with being the race that he is um, and then comes out the other end, you know, at that jazz club and you're like, oh, that's, that's some beautiful shit, you know. Um,
1: I want you to watch La La Land because I think you'll appreciate that arc I'm going to do it for you,
0: son. I'm going to do it for you, buddy, because I, I like um, Whiplash a lot. Uh, I liked First Man. I thought it was a very well put together picture. It was probably the most underrated picture that the, the year that it came. Oh yeah,
1: um, S- similarly to this one, where it's yeah debunked under yeah. fucking controversy about or just bad sh- bad talk on the internet, which yeah,
0: is bullshit. Um, it was just people didn't go and see it, um, and and that was all of a sudden. It was. I remember. It was a couple of days after it opened. They're like, "Is Margot Robbie over?" I'm like, "Yeah, Get we talked about fuck. it." are you kidding me? Yeah, right. Like, is Margot Robbie over? She's, she's this generation's Jane Fonda. You idiots. Like, it's just such a stupid thing to say. But um, I love Jane Fonda, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's it's it got caught up in what everything does now. It's it's just about box office returns and and who's seeing it and who's talking about it it's not about how do you feel like let's feel do you want to feel stuff everybody let's come and feel things together as opposed to being cold and clinical and and and, and categorizing things incorrectly because of what you fucking heard someone else say including us including me and Addy so if you at the end of this podcast you're like fuck those two idiots i'm going to go and listen to another episode where they're not telling me to watch a 3 hour movie which involves you know not only elephant fecal matter, but, but you know, fighting snakes or whatever. It's just not for you. But I do, at some point in your life, if it happens to be there, do it in two sittings or something. Um, I just want to quickly talk about the end before we wrap up. I don't want to ruin it uh, for anybody. Oh, um, um, if
1: if you're here and you've only listened to this part, we're going to talk about the end. So yeah. either watch it Or if you if you really don't care then sure.
0: Yeah. Or or maybe three two one. From now on, we're going to spoil the ending. Uh so maybe turn off here. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. But if you're still here and you want to hear about the ending, or if you have seen it and want to hear what I say, this is what we have to say. Manny turns up, he's an older man, he's he's kind of, you know, escaped what happened at the the sort of uh the end of the picture. This would be the epilogue in my opinion. Um he turns up as an older man to the, the the film studio where he used to work with his wife and and, and child and um, uh, they get, he walks down the street and he goes into a cinema and he goes to see seeing in the rain um, amazing picture three hours long uh, and and there's a lot of parallels going on there and during that sequence we have what I can only describe as a breaking of the fourth wall it's a ju- um, it's a tribute start- yeah, it, this is just a tribute. Um, it's a little tenacious D for your ass. But yeah, you see, not only do you see film stock being um, exposed and coloured in, in, in the solutions and yet beautiful colours and interesting imagery of this, this film stock being um, uh, uh, graded in the way that they used to do it uh, and exposed in the way that they used to do it in the chemicals, but you see cut sequences from other movies. Um, you know, the original Wright Brothers pictures you know, Charlie Chaplin. Uh there's there's a, a shot from fucking um uh, uh uh Jurassic Park in there. Um what else is there?
1: There's Matrix um
0: Matrix actually yeah. both
1: both the first and the second matrix both are in that um, Matrix
0: one and duh. Yeah. And um and then <sighs> Avatar.
1: <sighs> it ends with again, Avatar.
0: Again, you know, it is I think the way that mr chiselle is thinking about it is what has made a mark what has you made have- an impact and you can't deny the impact of that film whether you like it or not uh, uh you know technically it was a wonder jurassic park was a wonder technically the matrix was um you know these these films there's a uh, the
1: sound the sound of music is there in it as well
0: sound yeah absolutely things that are benchmarks in cinema history where if you look at a year that's the movie that made a change or that Change the way that things were done as well, like change the way that the craft is 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 uh, 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 achieved, um, or, or the results from that craft are achieved. I, I I really appreciate it. I I know what he was trying to do. Don't fucking put Avatar in your movie. Don't put the Matrix in your movie. Don't do any of that stuff. Like that that really it. Luckily, it ends with Manny and he's sitting there and, you know, he finally smiles about the idea of, oh, I remember why I loved this so much, you know, which is a beautiful revelation. You didn't need all that. You could have just had the push in on, on his face as the movie starts and people around him laughing and the, the light on his face and he smiles. That would have been plenty. As I said, I do get it. I do understand what the point was and the, the point that he was trying to make. But you you break the fourth wall like that and you lost me for a second. How did you feel about it?
1: Interesting um when when the film was first screened for like um sunday um timmy sat down and talked about the ending it was just the ending so he talked about how it wasn't really the plan but once they just sort of had the idea of what what they wanted to do which was to show like you said what i impacted and what had changed cinema since like since the first two second reel of the of the horse, um, w- which is how that that tribute starts with that, and then it's the reel of the cheetah from
0: from Ben Hur. Oh no! It's oh, the, yeah. the original. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there is a shot from yeah, Ben Hur. Ben Hur is there as well. Yeah, the motion picture. Yeah. yeah, of the of the the horse galloping. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, he he said that he really wanted to do it because it showed everything. He, it showed. That this was the reason why he made the film, to show the impact that it's had, and to show that no matter how far you go away, there's still this this love and this feeling that you can feel by anything that you watch. Mm. And I I think that that what you said with just the push in of Manny and him just rediscovering uh, his love for cinema that could have worked. This ending really worked for me. It, it did? Okay. It worked fucking uh, wonders for me because I was boiling my ass off.
0: Yeah. I mean, as, as a, a, a student of cinema, I totally get that. Um, yeah. as I just didn't like how it kind of broke the fourth wall and, and, and made it about something else because I got it. Like, I got it. Yeah. This whole message was perfectly clear without that. And then that was like, I don't know. It was like someone explaining the punchline of a joke after telling it. Yeah. It's like oh this is why it's funny like no i know why it's funny i laughed yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean so that was just that was just me that and the toby mcguire sequence no thanks
1: interesting because both of them worked for me like i understand why you would take out the toby mcguire sequence that works but and that that works for me if it if, if it's not there either mm-hmm. but for the type of film that it is which is a type of film that will never be made again for another hundred years.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it fucking works.
0: Well, in a hundred years' time, they're gonna make a movie that's not set in nineteen twenty. They're gonna make oh, a movie yeah. set in twenty twenty, and it'll be about how it's no one's doing it because of fucking COVID or shit. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a joke about the superhero craze. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh no, I want to talk about one more thing
0: though. Before, before no, we go. we're oh, we're finished. No, I'm joking. Oh, he's always dropping his cans and he's bouncing. <laughs> no, he's uh, Sorry, what were you going to
1: say? Um, so we talked about how unfucking predictable this film was. Was there something that you, oh, yeah. saw, that you saw coming that you were like, oh, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, uh, what happened to Margot? Um, you know, that, that at, at the end of it, she... Oh, we're in the spoiler section, so yeah, That she just... I didn't know how it was going to happen, but that she walks off into the night um it was like yeah that 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 character wasn't beyond redemption but it was never going to end well for her from from the jump um it was always going to be a problem as soon as manny lets her into that room with the drugs at the party and he's like we've got this here we've got this and they've got mountains of like comically large piles of cocaine and stuff i was like she is not going to have a good time but again margot's right this is this is a career-making or it should have been a career she didn't need to make her career Regan, you idiot she's got a perfectly good one this should be her legacy as a a performer it'll probably be Barbie but whatever
1: Jesus Christ that was a detour wasn't it?
0: (laughs) I know, yeah like considering that she would have shot Babylon just before going on to shoot Barbie probably maybe she did that on purpose she's like yeah, I need to I need to decompress
1: it's Greta Gerwig you would do anything for that I would do anything for that woman Jesus
0: Christ! Oh man, what a, what an absolute Australian gem she is. Um, what What about you? Did you sort of see anything coming? Because it was it takes so many right turns, so f- so many left turns, so fast. You you have trouble keeping up with what might be happening. You just got to let it wash over you.
1: Mine is a mine is a bit weird one, but I knew what was going to happen with uh, Jack Conrad. I knew it.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he he made had that conversation with the the um.
1: The journalist?
0: The journalist? I was like, oh, he's he's now everything that meant anything to him is gone. Um and and what else does he have?
1: It's sad because it comes after the news of his friend's death. And like the whole film, yeah. it's fucking comedic how he's trying to save his friend from killing himself until it fucking yeah. happens. And it's like yeah. it's like he saved my life once, and that's all his purpose was. His purpose was to be alive so that he could save his friend. And he, and he's lost his purpose. It's not about making movies and making making these big uh, stories and making these big money for him. It's it's about being with his friends and having fun. And he, yeah. he lost that purpose. And yeah. there there were two ways that you could do it. Where it could be a commentary on Nicolas Cage, of how he can appear, and you know, kind of be a a a familiar figure for um, for audiences. But also not, you know, taking up the like the main character stage. But that that scene on the beach where he's just he's just wandering off, and he asks, uh, like, before going on that scene, he asks his makeup guy how many movies we've done together. He's and he it's says ninety something. He says this marks eighty two. It's like yeah, I, I I knew it. And like the conversation he has right before, with uh, with like the openly. Uh, openly gay character, right?
0: Anna Mae Wong? Yep. Is that who it is?
1: Yep. That's the character's name. We...
0: That's the character's name. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Lady Faye.
1: Isn't that like the stage name?
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, cool. That makes sense then. I don't feel like an idiot now. Well, I do, but for different reasons. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. has that conversation with her in the hotel and then goes upstairs and... Great shot though tracking tracking him all the way up and he gives that money to the bellhop and he's like what was the biggest tip you ever got kid and he's like 50 dollars oh, sir." 50 dollars oh you did sir and he's just like there you go and goes off and tracks up the away the and again having the the balls having the uh uh you know cinematic balls to let things be dark and then have have like going down that hallway that's only lit by the um by the uh the sconcers and then for him to open that door and in the bathroom like just oh it's such a beautiful thing to watch like you could watch this movie with the sound off and still get a lot out of it.
1: Which is interesting to say because it's a it's a film that shows the mainly shows the transition from silent films to talkies.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well there you go. That's Babylon check it out or don't whatever we we may like i said i may have contradicted myself but i was just passionate and sometimes i my my thoughts are are a hive. my what was it um dylan moran says my my head is a hive of worms and worms don't even live in a hive so it's unnatural um sometimes that's how i get when i'm talking about things that i love so come back next week and um and and we'll finish up our x-men series uh, of podcasts. Thank you so much for listening again, uh, wherever you happen to be. If it's on Google or on Amazon or on YouTube or on Spotify, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. We love you, Addy. You're a gem. Thank you so much for for kind of pushing me to go and see this picture. I did really want to see it, but you were like, you you have to do it, and we have to talk about it. So I went opening day, and and my life is better for it. So um, you're a legend.
1: You're a legend too, and you're fucking amazing, and uh, you're Superman. Because that was the only thing I could think of.
0: I, I have been called Clark Kent a few times in the last couple of weeks because I've got new glasses, but I'm like, Clark Kent, don't have a beard. I oh, know he does a little bit in that Man of Steel picture, but not at the same time as the glasses, you see? So we're back on DC again. Whoops. <laughs> Check out Babylon, everyone. We'll see you next week. And remember,
1: stay amazing and stay safe.